podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now, gang, the last time the three of us, and the three of us being Ben Isaacs, Chris Milner, in the house. The last time the three of us were together was in Dublin, which feels Chris Milner like an eternity away. Yeah, it does. It feels like a long time ago. Um, and I feel a lot more comfortable than I was in Dublin because uh, I have some padding on my back in Dublin. I was on a carpet. In ah, you're room. young. You can you can keep on the floor. I mean, being in Propos room, I appreciate it is, uh, it is a particular challenge in its own right. But the actual sleeping on the floor bit, nah, come on, you can handle that. You've, you've dealt with worse. I've slept at the warehouse many, many nights. The NBL Warehouse, of course, National Vintage League. We're going to link to that in the show notes. Go and show that some love. Benny, what's the worst place you've ever slept overnight? Oh, my God. Um, the only time I've ever been proper camping in a proper tent. And I was a kid and I was in Cubs. And my mum and dad had won a five-star like hotel stay at the Ritz. And my dad, as part of this, had tickets to the 1988 FA Cup final. And oh, I what was the 88 Cup final, Liverpool. Wimbledon. That was Wim- Wimbledon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had to listen to it on the radio while trying to boil some water. But yeah, I, awful night sleep in a tent. And from that point on, I thought, Do you know what? I'm not a camping guy. This is this is done for me. <laughs> this done. doesn't surprise me at all, Ben. You are probably the least camping guy I think I know. <laughs> that is a high bar, I can tell you. It is great to have both of you on the show. I mean. We don't do this very often, frankly, all three or three people, I should say, on the show at the same time. That's usually too much for Propo to, to navigate. So the good news, gang, is Propo's not around. <laughs> so we are we are going to have a bit of fun. What we're going to structure today's show is the week five preview show, of course. So Chris, Ben and I, we're going to pick the game we're most looking forward to in week five. And we're also going to pick the team we're most worried about right now during what are we talking about not even what the first quarter of the season i guess is is in the books roughly team we're most worried about look ahead to their week five matchup as well and ask whether things are going to go from bad to worse we're also going to pick our ffs show team of the week of course you can get involved with our listener league the nc show has a listener league which has free to enter contests every week usa sports our friends give away all kinds of great merch every week there there are cash prizes as well we enter teams with mixed success, I think it's fair to say. Uh, anything we win goes to our show charity of choice, Shelter. Chris Milner, you are in the hot seat this week. You're going to, Ben and I are deferring, despite the unprecedented success that we have had with our show teams over the last few weeks. Uh, we're going hand- to bring in some new yeah, blood, we, a little we, bit of a new angle, didn't you? you we really need to need basically to. make some money for, for, for shelter. So we, we did, we, we did all right week two, but since then things have gone a bit downhill as we well know, and, and gang, everyone at home, you know, we tend to make more money, Chris, for our charity with me having to pay a fine every time I drop a nap. Nat is and a cliche. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. we'll try and we'll try and rack up a few of those. So we're gonna make yeah. some money for, for shelter. But yeah, so Chris is gonna pick FFS. We're gonna do that. And of course, we're gonna play last but by no means least, 57 seconds, which Mr. Milner is also gonna step yeah. in and handle. Um, quite a high bar, I'm being told. Seb's just messaged me. Shout out to Seb. Uh, our lead social, uh, he is running all of our social channels at the NC show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X threads. TikTok, all the all the crew. That's uh, Seb's leading that. He's just messaged me. So uh, Christian Scott and Williamson and Phoebe both have seven points. They're at the top of the leaderboard right now at 57 seconds. Uh, Shane Vereen, double Super Bowl winner. Shane Vereen only managed six. So you've got a shot here, mate, I've got to say. You've got a shot at taking the lead. Yeah, I mean, we've all got a shot, but I'm not going to because I'm terrible at fast rapid fire questions. So if I do take the lead and top the leaderboard, it's not looking good for Phoebe or Christian or Shane Marine. Do you know what I'm going to allow? Benny, you could be the phone a friend. If 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 you have an issue with a question. Chris, <laughs> with my can, own opinion. You can phone it. It's not, all, they're not all subjective, right? Some of them are <laughs> Some of them are some of the good, cold, okay. hard, danger and fact. Yeah, but True. yeah, I mean, I'm fine to be opinion police as well. That's uh, that's okay. Fine. Fair, I might defer to you. I mean, that's a fair point, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Let's get down to business, fellas. Right, let's start with our game of the week. Each of us have picked a game for the week five slate that we're most looking forward to. 
Benny, why don't you go first? What game are you looking at? I picked Falcons Texans, mm, and anyone anyone who watched the Jags against against the Falcons last week is probably thinking, well, why the the Falcons looked like an absolute brain wreck. They just they just couldn't they just couldn't get things clicking on offense. What went wrong even with all think? their weapons? Why were they so abject offensively? Is I mean, it as simple as Ritter, or is it more complicated than that? I think the right here's the here's the worry for me. I think at the moment it is as simple as Ritter. Mm-hmm. I think if you were able to put in a a a quarterback who was going to be able to execute on a more regular basis, I think that's a team that is converting on third down, that is scoring touchdowns, that is actually being able to do things. But on the other hand, I don't want to like throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I don't want to give up on Desmond Ritter just yet. They've They've surrounded him with players that should be able to help him the whole time. He's got he's got plenty of options, you know, kind of in the passing game, and he's got Bijan Robinson who is absolutely electric. But you can just you can just stack the box, and you can you can bottle up Bijan Robinson if you don't have if you if you haven't got to worry about Ritter actually making the completions. This feels like this can be a get right game for the Falcons, and. This is where Ridder's got the chance to change the narrative. I imagine it's going to go back and forth all season, whether he should be the quarterback or not. Because this is this is a playoff season for the Falcons. They're not an amazing team, but this is a division they should be able to win. Chris, you know why Betty's you know why Betty's going on that tip? It's because they were his preseason inside rail pick. So he's, so I, he's now it's unequivocal. They are a playoff team, he's saying. Now it's personal. Because <laughs> right. you know, you 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 come at Ridder, you come at my picks. And And you're not wrong, though. Here's the thing. You're not wrong. But I think I said on this show, Taylor Heineke is going to be starting by week four. It might be week five at this rate. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him to be starting week five because week five, they're against us. Oh, the Taylor Heineke redemption, (laughs) the the man that beat Tom Brady coming back and beating us again. Right. So I I want Ritter to do complete (laughs) stay in the lineup. But I agree with you. You can't have Bijan Robinson wasted uh, by average quarterback play. You know, because well, that guy's Carl a Pitts game as well. Carl Pitts waits. Okay, so so all right, things challenging for them right now. So, do you think they make the change? They they're going to need one more run. I'm guessing, Benny, this week. If things are yeah, this course, this he's got this is yeah, this is why I'm so intrigued because this Texans game. It looks like this is one where he's got the opportunity to right the ship and at least give himself a little bit more breathing room. On the other hand, the Texans have got interesting all of a sudden. And that's that's partly off the off the back of some really good um, quarterback play from CJ Stroud. They have impressed me. They've really shown us something the last couple of weeks. And this is a team that I really don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think this was also a team that people thought, oh well, if they get the if they get the first overall pick again, they're not going to take Caleb Williams. Who's going to take that pick? There's no chance this Texans team are going to have the first overall pick. They mm. are they are looking okay. The AFC is stacked. Ben, so, breakdown. It's CJ Stroud getting a lot of love. Absolutely going to get in front of this every time, much as I did with the, the legendary Amari Cooper deal a few years ago. And indeed, more recently, Christian Kirk, that deal as well. I, we will always take the plaudits and we are ahead of the curve on mm-hmm. uh, on something that everybody else is piling in on that turns out to be true. But we were big on CJ Stroud early doors here. And it, it inevitably and reasonably, everybody's talking about him and singing his praises. He's the hottest ticket in terms of fantasy this week, it seems as well. Outside of that, we know CJ Stroud. left tackle just tore, the, tore his meniscus though. Oh, okay. He? Well, I'm going to throw this to Chris then. So Chris, take out CJ Stroud from the picture for a little bit. What else do you like about this Texans side beyond their rookie quarterback? Well, I think Tank Bigsby's interesting. I think that their defense is good. Look, they're so much better than I think people thought they were going to be. Mm. And um, I think that it. I, I, I want them to beat the Falcons, um, but I need Ritter to stay in the lineup. So it's going to be interesting because I think that you're right, Benny. I think it's a bounce back game. But, you know, they, they're going to be starting, you know, not their go-to left tackle this week, the Texans. We'll see what that does to the game. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Strauss yeah, you're right. He, to do very, very well this season. Um, he's he's been getting a lot more time behind that line than I than I would have expected, um, and that that line has really has really played a part. Um, you know, it, it's the the Tank Dell, um, who I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of as oh, yeah, well. Tank, tank. Um, you know, we've we've seen things from too Nico many Williams. tanks. 
There's, I, I, don't I don't think there could tank. ever be exactly. I don't no. think there'd be enough tanks in the NFL. Frankly, <laughs> I think there should be a tank quota. I feel there should be at least one player on every roster who can pull off the name tank. Yeah, I and, think and, in and terms when they of get parity, round six or seven of the draft next year, if there are any teams that don't have a player called Tank on the roster, they have to draft a player called Tank in that round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can't see I can't see any flaw in that. Tank um, for tank. The the um. Perhaps the, perhaps the biggest thing is Demico Ryan's the the play calling and the general kind of like attitude that that team has got that have really bought into everything he wants to do is just so impressive. This is a team that seems really well coached, mm. is packed with young talent, and we'll see how far they can how far they can go. This is a team that absolutely annihilated the Steelers. You know, yeah. I, I I still don't know what to make of the Steelers, but that was a such a comfortable win, and they just bullied the Steelers and, and Mike Tomlin was good doing it that uni combo wow the Steelers are going to be fine admit they got Mitch Trubisky they'll be they'll be okay <laughs> just just looking at this injury situation you're absolutely right because obviously Laramie Tunsil as Chris says is 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 done for a while but Kenyon Green as well uh at their, their line is really banged up so that yeah. could be that could be a problem do you think Atlanta get it done Ben, do you think Atlanta can find some kind of rhythm offensively and and exploit the problems that they've got the Texans that is on the on the offensive line and, and wreak a little bit of habit yeah I think this one is going to be super tight this is this is going to go this is going to go to the wire I think I think mm. the Falcons will get it done I think their offensive weapons will just be able to keep them keep them ahead if they can if they can put enough pressure on CJ Stroud force him into bad throws make him take sacks make them have to kind of get into third and long situations where it's going to be difficult behind that beat up line that's that's the game plan for the Falcons. But if they lose, then it's Taylor Heineke time. I don't I don't I don't think the Falcons will be able to put that off because unlike some teams who will feel right, this is definitely our quarterback. He's got to take his lumps. The Falcons are not all in on Desmond Ritter and they will want to save this season and potentially draft another quarterback next year. OK, I like the start. Betty is gone. Texans, Falcons, both teams, I think have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. So many teams at this stage of the season will look at glass half full and feel that they have, but there's of course a gaggle of teams, maybe more than usual at this stage of the season that hmm, it's going to be a long shot to have any kind of playoff ambition. And what does that mean for next year and the current state of the union with that franchise and how bad are things? Well, we're going to get into the teams that we're most worried about in a little bit, but up next, Chris, with your game five, game of the week and i've had a quick look at the notes here no real surprise cannot wait for this one break it down for us yeah i mean i stopped benny and i had the same pick he had to demure uh as i'm the, the guy guest. he is he's the kind of guy um exactly uh i think it's that's that sunday night game uh dallas at san francisco that is going to be an absolute cracker um and I, I feel weird saying this as a Washington fan, um, but Benny, I think we can both agree that neither of us are very much looking forward to Thursday night. So we might as well look forward to to a Dallas game for some reason. Uh, and I just feel strange saying that. Um, but I think it's really interesting. Obviously, Niners, I think, are definitely my pick to go to the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. Um, Dallas, three and one, looking good as much as I hate them. You know, they had a had a had a little howler here and there, but so did we against the Bills. And, you know, so they're still worrying. Um, you know, they've lost a couple of players to injury, but they've got Trey Lance. And if anyone knows how to prep for the 49ers, it's Trey Lance. <laughs> Are we gonna see Trey Lance on Sunday night, do you think, Ben? Maybe I, would, I reckon up, they will. I reckon they'll wheel them out. I think it's going to be. I mean, the, the the Niners are the number one unit in the NFL right now. Front, like you know, front, back, center, left, right, up, down. Have have which way you want to cut it. Um, and it's going to be a big test for the Cowboys. And don't worry, don't get me wrong. I want to see them lose very heavily on Sunday night in front of the world. Um, but very exciting game, and we'll be watching it. And I never watch Cowboys games. I, I mean, I I would definitely, I would definitely use Trey Lance in some situations, I would, I would kind of, I would do anything. I would like do wildcat stuff. I would get it where I've got two quarterbacks in the backfield. I would just try to set, but put the 49ers off balance a little bit. Mm. Now, 
as as you say, as you say, Chris, top to bottom, the 49ers have the best roster and they're really well coached. You're going to have to do things a little bit different. You're going to have to try and surprise them. If you just try to just do everything and hope that you execute everything perfectly, you're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. Do something a little bit different. Use Trey Lance. Try to surprise them. We we still don't know. Still nobody, nobody knows. Not even the 49ers know what Trey Lance can actually be. He may have been a, he may end up being oh like a historic bust. He may be someone we'll talk about and say, man, the 49ers just really didn't develop that guy. Let's see something, Cowboys. Let's <laughs> get him out there. Let's have just some. Just imagine if he just goes <laughs> and just drops 50 on them. <laughs> it's interesting on the uh the hype going into the game, quite a lot of the Cowboys, given you know their recent defeats in crucial games to to the 49ers, have been saying when the schedule came out, we, this is one of the games that we circled, right? And if you look at and break down those defeats and, and look at the numbers in particular, and, and obviously one of the core MOs of this Shanahan offense, success on the ground, right? So in the wildcard game in 22, the Niners ran 38 times for 169 yards and two touchdowns. In the win last January, 32 times they ran the ground less successful actually on it but still they managed to to get some traction dallas have strengthened ben their run the in the offseason that's clearly something they've looked to try and fix jerry jones has been talking about that in the presses this week how do you see that matchup playing if the if the cowboys can at the very least keep the 49ers ground game in a little bit of check then they got they got given the swagger they're going into this game with they got a shot yeah they they do. I mean, I I consider the Cowboys to be probably the third best team in the NFC right now. So they've they've certainly got that shot. If they could, if they can completely bottle up. I say completely. If they can do a really good job of bottling up the run, then what we're probably going to see is a lot of a lot of short passes. Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, making you know, making a making a catch in the flats, just doing doing the sort of things that he does. That to me, that to me is the key. You can you can take away you can take away those uh, those those runs up the gut, and you know you can even kind of protect protect the outside. But if if he's just catching balls all the time, mm-hmm. then you, they're just they're they're not going to face a fourth down, yeah, and they're just going to keep scoring points. I think they'll probably try and spy him with Parsons. If Parsons has recovered um, from his, I think he had a, tweaked his ankle or something in in the in last weekend. I think they're just going to just man cover him cover him run cover him pass cover him out on screens and just have Parsons spy him the whole time and that will be the key matchup if if Parsons can like you said at least dilute the potency of McCaffrey a little bit neutralize can he neutralize him the how worried are we or how worried are the Cowboys specifically or Cowboys faithful about their O-line issues up against this ferocious Sandwich. Yeah, not a lot of depth there as well. Uh, not a lot of room for injury on that O line. Um, and Dak doesn't like getting ruffled. Dak don't take sacks very well. Um, he's not one of those kind of. <laughs> you're absolutely right. There are certain nobody likes it, but there are certain quarterbacks that thrive under that kind of pressure that don't get Sam Howell. By the way, on pace for 109 sacks this season, beating um, David Carr's record. In two thousand and five, gotta love that Washington O line. Eighty-seven. The, I think. It's, it's somewhat <laughs> ironic that that's one of the weak links for the Cowboys these days is is their offensive line. Yeah, but you talk of depth, Ben. You just mentioned their number three in your NFC power rankings. I'm assuming, without putting words in your mouth, that it's Philly and San Francisco as your top two. Yeah, there is a school of thought right now that the biggest problem that the 49ers and to an extent the Cowboys have that the Eagles negate is is lack of depth the 49ers starters are great but you scratch beneath the surface and then it gets relatively speaking for a super bowl contender slimmer pickings i think that's fair do you think that that philly are the, uh, have the deepest roster out of the nfc contenders yeah deepest roster um in terms of starters i put the 49ers there right so if if they if they're able to if they're able to stay healthy i don't see how anyone in the nfc can overtake the 49ers personally mm-hmm. but you know what what happens if McCaffrey goes down then that's that's more than any more than any other more than any other contender in the NFL right now um I feel like in the you know apart from quarterback positions Christian McCaffrey is the key guy there which is you know 
hot take. But if he's if he's not a part of that offense, the offense changes completely. No, it's a really fair point. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, uh, elite players are going to be, you know, we it's trying to say, oh, the X team will miss this player if he's injured. But again, in terms of relativity and context of contenders, out of uh, taking quarterbacks out of that equation, right? So out of the key skilled players, which team suffers most if that X player, go, X factor player goes down? And I think you might be right. I think McCaffrey's role within that team, I guess you could you could negate that by looking at Shanahan's startings and profilings and what he's able to carve up against, say, a lesser offensive mind who's maybe not as innovative. But it's it's a really Really fair point. You know, one team I want to get into, which actually, you know what? We'll talk about them in relation to the team we're most worried about because, Chris, I know where you're going to go with that. So I'll hold that, hold my beer for a minute. We'll get to that in a, in a moment. My game of the week, week five, but I got I got to look at London. I got to look at the Josh Allen Bowl. <laughs> the Jags, Bills. Because firstly, please, God, be a better game than last week. <laughs> I think everybody is feeling that. Although I, I think it's fair to say we're expecting a better game than last week. Where do we feel the Bills can be undone by the Jacks? Or, or do we think this is going to be a comprehensive win for the Bills? If Jacksonville, Ben, are going to keep this game tight, how are they going to do it? Don't turn the ball over. Just don't don't make the mistakes that the Dolphins ended up making in the second half of that game on Sunday. Mm. And not to not to rehash that Bills, that Bills Dolphins game, but of course, Nat, you and I were in the Talksport studio glued to that game, which was incredible for pretty much a half, with those offenses going toe-to-toe, matching each other. And then it just stopped where the Bills just found ways to get, you know, stop the Dolphins on third down get key sacks, put them in third and long situations, force them to punt, force them to make mistakes, fumbles, interceptions. The Jaguars just can't be doing that. Ball security. If you, you know, don't, don't make those stupid throws. Don't try to force it. Just keep, keep steady because the Dolphins started to force it. Mm. Now, the thing is, is that looking at that Bills Dolphins game, the Dolphins having the most explosive offense in the NFL. I mean, I, I was literally before that game reading, I can't remember who it was, but someone like someone legit had written a column saying, you know, is this Dolphins team going to go 17 and 0? This looks like perhaps the best team in NFL history. I'm like, whoa. Oh, it's the first of October. Like, you can't, you can't make any of those claims. But, you know, and they got completely dominated with the players the Dolphins had. If they couldn't keep up with the mm. Bills, in theory, how can the Jaguars? Well, Ben makes but, some good uh, points, Chris, because turnovers didn't help the Dolphins. They had a couple of, I think, at least one significantly shady call against them as well. But Bills apologists will say, well, the turnovers were forced. That's credit to the Bills D. And there's a strong argument in most cases that 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 definitely the Mostert fumble to his picks. That is a fair argument. With the with the Jags, they're clearly not as potent offensively as Miami, but then very few are. Have you seen enough from this Jags offense, and not necessarily in totality, but enough flashes, phases of games so far this season to make you think, okay, they are capable of putting it all together against a D that's playing as as well as the as the Bills right now. And if they can protect the ball and be more disciplined, then keep up with with the Bills offense. Do you feel this Jags offense is theoretically in that top tier of AFC teams when it's at its best? No, um, I, it's better than it's been. Um, the skill position players they've collected and uh, are building are much better now um, and and have a lot more spark and, and, and dynamic elements, yards after the catch for their receivers and, you know, contested stuff. But the Bills are, are, are going to... This is their year, I think. Um, mm. You know, I think that they definitely go into the AFC Championship game. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami were there as well. Um, but I don't think the Jags are. Um, they they might make the playoffs, um, but there's a lot to be confident about. If you're a Jags fan, for sure, um, and happy that my team is looking better, blah blah blah. But you don't want to play the Bills. Mm. And right, the form there because I think that was really good. under the radar. With um, Ben, we talked about it on the radio show definitely that. 
that all this hype, as you've already alluded to about Miami, Bills have been playing so... I mean, that freak Monday night football game was a real outlier. and I think it, it quite a distractor. Uh, I mean, the Bills have been on it. And I need to put my hand up here. Uh, hmm. I, you know, would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that I was at the Hippodrome watching Washington get completely donkeyed by the Bills. And we supposedly have a top five defense. And I know our O-lines are revolving door, but they went ham on us. Can I ask and... you a question? When you're at the Hippodrome watching Washington, every time Sam Howell gets sacked, you go hop on over to the casino and put £10 on red on roulette. So should have, but <laughs> even more sad than that, all of the teams have their little tables and screens and there's a huge fan base of mixed fans congregating around the different screens. Washington, it was like being at FedEx. There was three seats, like me, two other guys, and then just like emptiness, empty chairs. Oh, no. no. Sewage falling from the ceiling, luckily. Did you chat to them, you and the two uh, other guys? Or they... Of course, we were in it right at the them. beginning and it started off all positive, like, yeah, I think we're going to do a little upset here today. And then, you know, after 21 zip, it's like, yeah, we're a second half team, we're a second half team. And then by the end, we're, we're singing hail to the commanders because we didn't get shut out when we hit a field goal right in the fourth quarter. That was it. It was really, really, really sad. Uh, it, it, it was it was a nice feeling actually to to remind me of what it feels like to be a Washington fan normally. Bringing you back down, outrageous down to a, there. The what, you know, I, I, what, Betty? The, I think the thing the Bills are outrageous. They are mm. so they are so good, and I think people took their eye off took their eye off the ball a little bit because mm. of because of Week One, and yeah, there were a lot agreed. of games <laughs> in Week One where because preseason, like yeah, exactly. It really is much more so than ever before because preseason is just uh, pretty much nonsense now. So those starters... well, no, we did beat the Ravens after you know a certain amount of time. Just that was pretty good. But other than that's, that, yeah, that's true. That's the that's the that's the preseason championship belt going to Washington. There taking it from the Ravens. Um, but like in week one, the starters seem rusty. Nothing seems right. It was the, it was the worst week one that I can remember in terms of quality of play. Mm. And there were some there were just some weird things that happened. I think you can just throw that game out. Like that Bills Jets yeah, game was just weird. Yeah, it, Forget it for all kinds of reasons. You know what? I think it's probably best best defined by the aforementioned CJ Stroud, who at the draft was it the combine of the draft? Whenever at some point in preseason, when he was when he was coming up for selection, said, "I'm not a test taker. I play football." <laughs> <laughs> Betty, those are words I think you can carry with you um, oh, yeah. in, in everything that you do. All right, so. One other super quick question, because I know somebody made the point this week. Somebody on X, uh, and apologies, I don't know who, I can't remember who it was, oh. but it was fun. It was NFL London bingo and all of the different things you want to look out for at NFL London uh, when you're at the game, uh, particularly, uh, and in the build-up to it as well, and all of the media. And of course, one of the most common questions is, the Jacks are used to coming over here now, so how big a factor is But i got to ask this question, because this is interesting, that back-to-back weeks for the Jags, and if you listen to players pretty much since the International Series has begun, the and, and of course, from the get-go, from 2007, teams have come over at different times. Increasingly, most teams come over later now some teams will come earlier. The Jags are going to have been here for a couple of weeks. Talk to players and they say they're basically slammed, as we all are with jet lag, for the first couple of days, right? It's just a whirlwind, so God knows. And they, they talk about how different it is to play in a game when, you, when you're feeling like that, or at least tangibly different. It's got to be a big advantage, doesn't it, for the Jags being here for a couple of weeks? What do we think? Yeah, they're... They should be Definitely. they should be fully acclimatized. I think right. it's a really interesting kind of experiment. And this is something I feel like how much of this is because the NFL want to know what's it like to play multiple games in a row in a different time zone like this. So I've got to, I've got to feel like I'm not saying the NFL are really looking to put a team in London, but I think one of the things they want to find out is how would how will it feel? They will be quizzing the Jags players. How does it feel to be here for a few weeks? How did it feel playing that second game in comparison with the first game? How does your body feel? How long did it take you to recover? How long, once you've gone back to Florida, 
how long is it taking then? Because if mm. there is a franchise in London, we expect them to play kind of in blocks. They'll play like three games in London. Then they'll have like a three game road trip in the US. Then they'll come back. I think they're kind of using the Jags as guinea pigs a little bit. Mm. So I tell you what, if you are the sort of person who is like, I do not want an NFL franchise in London, you probably need to be rooting for the Bills. Because if the Jags really turn it on mm. and look like they are so much more ready because of Hang all on. that extra time they had, yeah. then it's like, okay, right, where are we putting this franchise? Wembley or Spurs? I like it. Or, uh, or of course, the London Stadium. Now, uh, I, <laughs> by the way, think the Bills are going to win this comfortably. I do think Ridley is going to have a big game. I think Ridley is going to go off. I'm going to say Calvin really scoring two touchdowns and he's and he's picking up 80 plus yards. So I reckon we'll talk to Propo on Edge Rush on Friday. I wonder whether he'll be across some Ridley love. Propo on fire with his prop bets at the moment. Incidentally, I just want to throw this out there, fellas. Three and one with my Drew Locks of the week. I'm ahead of Propo four weeks in. I can't quite believe that after last, this time last year, I was 0-4. That streak went pretty messy that tilt went to about one and eight one and nine before i you're, proper, you're I on fire with the picks this year i mean the, in, on the radio on the radio show and everything you're doing so well it's a bit little bit suspicious actually yeah. well, you know, those people who chat. say that it's fixed well they say my new nickname on edge rush is nat gpt ollie thinks because we were joking that i was going to go head to head with chat gpt and see who could pick better this season and ollie thinks i'm actually going ahead and doing that and that's why why there's a turnaround want to give a shout out uh to our friends usa sports undoubtedly the best place to buy all of your brand new American sports merch this side of the pond. Uh, you can get football, hockey, basketball, baseball. I wonder if they do, they do MLS. I might buy you an MLS jersey for Christmas, Benny. Much more besides there is something for everyone. Rep your favorite teams. You get 20% off your order if you use the discount code NC Show. So use the discount code on USA Sports website, NC Show, and you get 20% off straight off the bat. So if you're heading to Tottenham either this week or next week. You want to buy some merch, show off your team's colors, get on that now. Uh, head on over to the website, usasports.co.uk. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Right, let's rattle through. Our By the three... way, if you use the code NC show on NBL, it actually adds 20% to the price <laughs> of the item. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you never get the merch. I know. It just never, never turns up. And you keep finding this number that just rings and rings out. Uh, <laughs> Three teams each of us is most worried about. Let's do 60 seconds on this. So I'll go first. I'll take the lead on this one. I The team I'm most worried about four weeks in, and I didn't think I'd be saying this at the start of the season, are the New England Patriots. They got the Saints this weekend. And there is so much riding on this because if they are going to get their season on any kind of track, then the Saints is a pretty soft landing. But it's going to be tough. Their defense, by far the stronger unit of the two, is now without Matt Judon. He had 15 and a half sacks last season. He had four in counting this year. A captain on the team, a leader in the locker room. The most effective pickup, I think, in recent years for Belichick, defensively anyway, is gone. Christian Gonzalez, this, along with Judon, the most effective player in that defense, out for weeks. They are short stacked defensively. Mac will uh Mac Mac Wilson Freudian slip. Well, hey, Matt Collins is going down Zach Wilson Alley, isn't he? 55 hmm. points this season, the Patriots have scored. That is the lowest in the NFL. They are dead last in points scored. Collins was benched, looking thousand yards stare into the wilderness. The fateful return of Bailey Zappi. Of course, we saw the Bailey Zappi jersey when we were in Dublin, weren't we? That guy's smiling again <laughs> oh, with the return yeah. of Bailey Zappi. After we after we took the piss We thought like, it yeah. was Bailey Zappi. Yeah. 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 I mean, he could have been there. Having is that irrelevant? The, uh, the Notre Dame game. <laughs> Belichick's worst defeat is a big, all of this stuff's been hyped up to the hilt, just how messy things are. But I just don't see how they turn it around quickly. Three wins they've had in the last 11 games, the Patriots. One of the quarterbacks they've beaten in those three wins. Oof. Okay, go for it. Zach Wilson is one, of course, earlier this season. Mm -hmm. Skylar Thompson and Colt McCoy. Oh boy. Shout out to Chad Graff for reporting that. Those are the three quarterbacks that the Patriots have beaten in the three wins of their last eleven games. I think that's brutal. Talk that's of Belichick's demise is is premature. You never want to write off one of the all time greats and. He, it, I know there's a lot of talk about the Patriots 
going into this season and how much he likes or how much he was excited about picking this quite contrarian route to to take the defense he was position as defense he was building the style of offense he was trying to implement Belichick clearly still has his mojo and his passion intellectually for the game so if the if the franchise wants to give him more time which I think they have to I still think we can see a competitive Belichick Patriots team before he exits stage left but it's not gonna be this season I think the Patriots are in Stuck, and I think the Saints are a good pick this week. That is the team I'm most worried about. What about you, Chris Milner? That was an um, incredible I... 60 seconds, Nat. So um, try, <laughs> try and follow that 60 seconds, Chris. I think it was about four minutes, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it'll be quick. I mean, honestly, I'm worried about... I, I feel sorry for Panthers fans right now. Uh, I, I really do. Um, I, I think that if there's rumours that you want to trade for Chase Claypool, you're in a load of trouble. Um He's my millionth wide receiver available if I'm a GM. Uh, and I think the fact that he's top of the Panthers wish list is diabolical. I think Frank Wright can't run a team and call plays at the same time. And I don't think he's letting Bryce Young do what he needs to do. Well, I mean, is he even back this week? I don't know whether they got the red red rifle or him. Well, you Bryce know, Young, yeah, yeah. Thielen's your number one target. Young's you're there. in Trubsky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the, the 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 calling of 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 when Young has been under center hasn't been ideal in terms of what his skill set is. He's so good, uh, sort of making things happen, breaking stuff down very quickly. And I think like eleven out of like like was it seventy percent of the passes called to checkdowns or slants or um, you know uh, screens, even though. He's actually pretty good at throwing the ball downfield. Um, and I don't think his skill set's being used properly. He doesn't have receivers. Even when he gets open and ready, he can move through the pocket. He has decent presence, but his receivers aren't getting NFL-level separation on any level. And so they're leaving him floundered and making it look like he's not very good. He's actually pretty good, I think, but you've got to give him more help or all around. And I don't think Reich's doing it very well. I know he's the quarterback whisperer, but I don't think... Um, young fits his style of quarterback that he can whisper. If that makes yeah, sense. that's a really that's a really good point. The, if you look particularly, Carlson was making this point. I think of uh, the quarterbacks he's had most success with. They're built a different way to Bryce. That doesn't mean he can't do it, but yeah, there's cause for skepticism. All right, Carolina, problem central for them. Benny, what about you? Team you're most worried about after four weeks? It's got to be the Bengals. And we know we know it kind of falls onto Joe Burrow's calf. It's interesting you say about the Patriots being the lowest scoring team in the NFL. I saw that the Bengals are scoring, they're averaging 0.95 points per drive, which is not just the lowest in the league, it's the lowest that any team has had in three years. That's the heart. They, this is an historically bad scoring offense at this point. The Cincinnati Bengals, this is ridiculous. Now, they're struggling so much on third down. Joe Burrow is unable to do anything other than just kind of, I mean, he's not quite a statue, but you know he's not going to take off and run. So it has been so much easier for these defenses. He's thrown two passes, well, two completions over 15 yards all season. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, this is meant to be the most fun offense in the league. This is mm. meant to be their year. This is this is the year that's like, okay, we're going to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. The AFC, it's our turn now. We should get a go. And it's all fallen apart. And the the offensive line is just not, not doing enough. The defense is not stopping anyone. But this is a team that just does not score touchdowns. And yeah. here's a hot take. Don't score touchdowns. You don't win games. That is hot. That is Again, why you the are Cincinnati Bengals can't score touchdowns. It's it is, wild. That is wild. I mean, you're absolutely right. If there, we could highlight all kinds of issues preseason that we could project for the Bengals. Burrow's getting sacked more than ever. Anarumo can't work his magic because too many pieces have moved and he's run out of the magic dust defensively. The Bengals not scoring points, not scoring touchdowns is just the pretty much the last thing I think we'd we'd worry about. Okay, well, that is, uh, I think we should revisit these kind of around about week 12, week 13, see where we land, see if things have looked up for any of those two. I've benched Joe Burrow for Sam Howell in fantasy and who thinks at the start of the season would be saying (laughs) that after after four weeks. I mean, Zach Zach Taylor had to answer a question at the press conference this week, say, are you you benching Burrow for Jake Browning 
I mean, who, who like, the hell asked that question, though? I know. I mean, he... Someone who doesn't that, have press credentials yeah, anymore, probably. At yeah, the that, uh, well, presumably, uh, based on it, he's, he clearly is injured. Let him get right and then bring him yeah, back. But I mean, yeah, exactly. He said, he said, <laughs> yeah. It, get rid yeah, of him. Was... Pay him to pay him not to play. I, there, there's going to be some editorial out there of people saying that. I mean, oh, I, I, mean I guarantee oh, it. Yeah. The question was presented, is it is it worth going... Are you basically are you sticking are you sticking with him or do you want to bench him so he can heal and put Jake Browning in? And Zach Taylor's response was that's a strange question. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Zach Taylor. All right. We are gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Chris is picking our FFS team of the week for our DraftKings Listener League. And of course, a small matter of 57 seconds. That's coming up in a bit. All right, Chris Milner, FFS right. time. Remember, gang, this is a team that we are entering our official show team into our DraftKings NC Show Listener League. You can enter the league by hitting any of the links relating to DraftKings in our show notes. Seven of the boys push stuff out on social as well. Uh, it is easy to find that way. If not, if you just want to go straight to DraftKings and use NC Show as the promo link when you sign up for the account, you'll be taken to our contest and to the league. We have contests every week and free to enter contests every week as well so you don't have to spend any money on it you can just play for fun play against us we always enter our show team sometimes i enter additional teams as well rarely do they ever do well we're looking to change that this time around so chris milner talk us through your lineup please right my whole strategy is beginner's luck okay love it, love it. because i have never drafted a dfs lineup in my life i've been very traditional this is the first time you pop my cherry and i know that you can't afford everyone okay so i'm a good advert for anyone out here listening that's like oh, i can't be bothered to do that i've got my old 12 person fantasy league i've been in for 20 years try it. it's very easy i did it on the bus on the way here it was very simple nice but the key is you've got to have one person at least or a couple of people that aren't very good or a cheap right that's the, right that's the rule right something like that well you run out so, of money exactly you gotta find the value for two reasons you run out I'm of money splashing also, my cash in in one place and that is on Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill. That's Ooh, where my okay. splash cash is going. Okay. Right? So... Sensible. Sensible. 70% of my <laughs> money is now gone. <laughs> that's that's called mean, your stack, Chris, by the way. So we have to, you... And I'm stacking, obviously. You're I'm stacking. stacking. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah, got to stack. Stack Coombs. It's a stack Coombs show. Right. Got to stack. So, <laughs> so then you've got to be a bit more strategic. So I'm <laughs> thinking, Brees Hall against Denver. Denver terrible run defense they're clearly not going to be throwing the football the jets because zach wilson is terrible so feed Brees hall right rb1 Brees hall rb2 isaiah pacheco because i've been bullish on him all season i kept him in my other fantasy league in night in the ninth round and now i'm feeling like the cat that got the cream i'm very happy he got his flowers over the weekend and went off because all owners have been waiting for that and i feel like he's only going to get better and they got Minnesota, of course, the, the Chiefs in Minnesota. That's the, the matchup this weekend. Love the Brees Hall pickup as well, because he's going to get stuff out of the backfield as well. Love that. Uh, okay, so you got Hall of Pacheco. What about receivers? Receivers, right. So obviously we've got Hill. Um, no arguments there, I think, potentially. He could destroy my uh, destroy the Giants. Um, I think the Giants are destroyable. And I think if anyone's going to destroy them, it's going to be Miami's offense. Um, but then you've got to be a bit more sneaky. Right. So even though you've had just said the, the Bengals are the lowest scoring offense, historically, I think Tyler Boyd is a sneaky pickup this week because T. Higgins is out with a rib injury. He might not, he might be in a snap count. He might be a bit limited. Tyler Boyd has always torched me in fantasy mm. and I always never pick him up. And as it's a free game and I'm not having to keep him for the whole season, I thought, why not roll the dice on Tyler Boyd this week? I so like that. that. I, I think it could be a good comeback spot for the Bengals against that. And Arizona have confounded us and played a lot harder than we all figured most of the time. But I do think, and it's a really good point without T Higgins, Boyd's going to inevitably get more looks. Yeah, love that. Okay. Right. But then, so that's not bet. even... good so far, right? That's I mean, not even... But, 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 wait a minute. Well, that's oh. not even the worst of that. This one is mm. way out there, right? Okay. Jameson Williams, Detroit, coming back from gambling suspension, first game... He's not being asked to do a lot by Dan Campbell. He's fourth on the receiving chart. But who knows? 
maybe Jameson Williams just gets one absolutely massive 90-yard burner touchdown and for four grand... Yes. I'll take that risk. Um, it's so interesting you mentioned it because he was a player. When, when we were talking NFC contenders, I wanted to mention Detroit. And you remember, gang, earlier on the episode, and I said, oh, well, let's wait until you get in. We get into later on and the team we're most worried about. Because, of course, Detroit are playing Carolina and Carolina exactly. were your weak team. And I was looking into uh, James Williams back in training. Now, Dan Campbell has said, to your point, Chris, we're going to ease him back in. Yeah. I reckon that might, there might be a bit of fakery there. I mean, I'm not saying he's, he's going he's gonna to pick Motor up. City, Dan Campbell, baby, this guy's an out fastest receiver out of Alabama. He's been waiting to get him loose, and there's yeah. no tape on him. The the Panthers are going to have no way to game plan against him. They're going to be looking to stop Armour Ross and Brown, Josh Reynolds. Love they it. They are just going to leave him open, Upside. and this guy is going to take off. I love the pick. I love every the pick. single time he's on the field, he's and gonna he's going to be the safety. Two receptions, battle. two receptions for one hundred. Two receptions yards. for one hundred and fifty yards <laughs> yeah. and two touchdowns. I love That's it. what okay. we're going for. That's the dice roll. But our backup yeah. is our tight end because mm. Sam Laporta playing mm. very well mm-hmm. for Detroit, getting a lot of targets. I think that is my tight end spot as well. I'm okay. very bullish on the Lions against the Panthers this yeah, week, yeah. which also is why I've got their defense as well. Um, I think that Detroit's defense is very good. Uh, like I've said, I think the Panthers are in disarray. I'm going all in, foot on the neck on the Carolina Panthers. Okay. That's what's happening. Love that. Is that it? Is that everything? Have you done your flex player as no, well? No, I've got one more little oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more little cheeky guy mm-hmm. in my flex spot. Mm-hmm. Odell's out. Bateman's out. Right. Baltimore in Pittsburgh. Want to make a little bit of a statement? Mm-hmm. I think Zay Flowers has a little sneaky little good game. Yeah. I think they're going to be working to stop Andrews, um, obviously. Um, but Flowers is now the number two option there. Uh, and I think that that guy's really dynamic after the catch. And again, kind of like the Williamson, well, Williams dice roll, all it takes is for him to get a bit of separation. And he can break off 60 yards in a in a, in a heartbeat. Ben, I'm, I'm worried. It, it, happy and confident in the sense I think this is a great team and... I think we've got a real shot at winning some money for for Shelter. Worried that this team is far better than any... Well, our week two success story notwithstanding, any of the other teams you've picked this season, this is way smarter. And this is Chris's first ever draft. It's it's worrying. And if that happens, then steps will have to be taken. Um, For a start, Chris can never come back on FFS. (laughs) Fair. Um, that's, That's a given. Yeah, um, we cannot. Beginner's I, it, luck, guys. Don't worry. Don't overthink it. It'll be beginner's luck. Don't worry. Well, we'll play it off as beginner's luck. The second time's the <laughs> kicker. If I come back on and do it again, then you're going to have to take steps. But I think that I want to think <laughs> about what Nat was saying, because when Nat was talking about Calvin Ridley, part of me is now thinking if Calvin Ridley and Zay Flowers are the same amount of money, I would consider a little or even Tyler Boyd. I don't know how cheap Calvin Ridley is. I don't know whether we could do it, but maybe a little switcherooski on one of those receiver spots. I, I think I think you go with your gut. If yeah, you, go with your gut. First instinct. Your okay, first fine. Instinct. Yeah, let's not get yeah. that involved. He's terrible. He agrees that he can't do this. Um, Calvin Ridley is going to put up a duck and Zay Flowers. Well, well hang on a minute. Ridley Calvin Ridley, I'm going to put a team against him. <laughs> now you're fighting. Talk. I'm going to get a team against you. No, I love it, Chris. It's great work. Appreciate that. Get involved with us. Play along with Chris. I'll put a team in as well. Uh, the USA really Sports easy, March guys. Comp is, is free to enter. There's another free to enter comp in there as well. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, uh, yeah, and as Chris just demonstrated, it is straightforward. Set up the account, enter your team, blow all your money on big stars, scrabble around and <laughs> and have a lot of fun. Yeah, right. that's it. We're going to wrap things up with 57 seconds now. Okay. I had better, let me just... Betty, oh, by the way, while that does this, open warehouse on Saturday. We're open the day before the game. No oh, pop-ups, nice. but if you want to come down and check out NVL, come down to Peckham. We'll be open normal opening hours on Saturday this and the following weekend. Yeah, so do that. A lot of you will be coming nice, to London, of course, nice. to go get involved with that. Betty, can you time keep? And if you mention NC's show, I will add money to the overall price. <laughs> Give the discount. <laughs> I wanted you to confirm an <laughs> NC show discount on this live on this show. Can we do that? <laughs> Or we'll at least see. if we win money for we'll shelter, see. I'll put a, I'll put an NC show discount on NVL. Okay, if fair we can, enough. If we if I do well on this fantasy thing, I think you could, if you just give give um anyone that comes down to the warehouse a cup of tea and some biscuits, I think that's a fair. Just but if they say NC show, is that fair? 
One yeah, free trading card. Yeah, a free trading card. That's a good idea. A free trading card. I have loads of free trading cards. Let's there do you that. go. Yeah, easy. All right. Love that. Nat Coombs from it. Say Nat Coombs and you get a free trading card. Free trading card. Right. Love that. All right. Time Benny, to beat Phoebe and Christian at 57 right. seconds. All right. Beginners okay. Line. All right. Are we ready? Go. I'm yes. ready when you are. Okay. Three, two, one. You kindly gave me a Joe Montana Notre Dame jersey when we were in Dublin recently. What year was Joe Montana drafted? 19. Uh, You've got to be quicker than this, mate. 80. 79. I'm lucky. Carlson, oh Mike Carlson versus Ben Isaacs in a no rules bar fight. Who walks out? Absolutely, Carlson. What are you talking oh, about? Betty, that's harsh. Ben's nodding, though, to be fair. The player, that, the player, <laughs> current NFL player you'd most want alongside you in a bar fight. Jordan Mylighter, every single time. I'll give you the point for that. The best dressed NFL UK broadcaster? Um, me. Under, no, wrong, no points. Succession, <laughs> I'd have accepted OCU Manura, I'd have accepted Jason Bell, and I would have accepted Mike Carlson. <laughs> succession, <laughs> okay. succession or White Lotus? White Lotus. Succession, I'm afraid. Living in London or living in Washington? Oh, living in London. Yeah, I'll give you the point. The best touchdown celebration of all time. Time's up, time's up, time's up. You, you might be 57 it. seconds. Damn you, Ben. All right. Best touchdown celebration of all time. Let me think. Brian Robinson coming back from getting shot against the Bears last year. Mm. Him. That, sh- that <laughs> one. Did, that what one, did he that do? One, what did ben. he do? Do you remember, remember that one? I remember the celebration I, he did. But He just I, scored against the Bears. He just scored against having been <laughs> shot. Ben, are we going to give him yeah. the point for that? Uh, I think <laughs> no, he's docked yeah. a ben, point. Bring it on. He's, he's, getting two, he's getting two against you on Thursday. <laughs> if he's docked a point, I think that might be the lowest score in the history of 57 seconds. So that's I harsh, told you but... it was going to happen. Yeah, fair. Well, look, we will work it out. We'll work it out in the wash. Uh, I think by my record, it's about three points, something like that. It's not going to put you on top of the leaderboard, Chris Miller, but you don't care about that. You, you're stuck I to your own game. Leaderboards. I, I'm, I'm, be... I'm, I'm top of my own leaderboard now. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Chris. Right. I, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't upset or bothered by your final answer there. But as much as I loved White Lotus, to pick that over Succession... I just haven't seen Succession, though. I haven't seen it. So I can't say it's the nature of this game. That's helping. nature of this game. Yeah, even that's that's like Propo. Propo saying... I wouldn't have seen White Lotus. Honestly, it wasn't my choice, but I had seen a bit of it. I didn't want season two. I didn't know you were a Gen Zer. That excuse is like, oh, I'm sorry I plowed into that uh, group of old lady, but I was driving with my eyes closed. You can't blame me for that. I literally couldn't see them. Is this a personal no story from your nah, history, Ben? It sounds nah, like it might nah, be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did it with my eyes exactly. open. <laughs> I know. And I'm never going camping again because my dad went to the cup final without me. <laughs> they um, stayed at the Savoy, goddammit. We got full circle here. It was <laughs> yeah. a week five preview. They went left field, but it was a hell of a show. It's always fun when these two are in the house particularly together. Brilliant stuff from Chris Milner, Ben Isaacs. At Tweets from Ben is how you follow the big man on Twitter. Head on over to National Vintage League. As Chris says, it's going to be open both Saturdays ahead of the NFL London game. So go get involved with that. Drop the NC show, drop our name, and you'll get a free card as well. Hey, what's not to love about And some biscuits and, and coffee or tea as well. I think we've established that. Good luck if you're playing in our FFS League this week. Uh, best of British. And uh, we're going to be back, me and Propo, Friday with Edge Rush. Looking forward to that. Uh, so make sure you lock in if you haven't already subscribed to us. Oh, one more thing. This is coming from Seb. Uh, he says, if you listen to us on, well, any platform, presumably listen to us on some kind of platform, but uh, the ones where you can leave Brain reviews, platform, which is most, most of them. So that's uh, Apple Pod or Spotify, you know the drill. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Help spread the word. Uh, our partners and sponsors appreciate that as well so go get involved if you're enjoying the show enjoying what we do go leave a review and give us a bit of love uh, we would massively appreciate it fellas look after yourself alright see you now bye see you Chris. bye 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 sports social podcast network